I, I think like uh, like a lot of comics have a tendency to take the like the the uh, the devil's advocate angle, and so because I'm surrounded by people being like everybody's too PC and we can't say anything anymore, I'm I often am like good, <laughs> like oh, yeah? your comedy will get better. How was your week? What'd you do? What'd you get up to? Was it good? Did you enjoy it? Did you ruin your life? That's not good. Time for you to find spirituality. Just kidding. Um, I am in North Hollywood. I came out here to go to, to attend my friend Kat Von D's wedding, to the lovely prayers, who I met for the first time at the wedding yesterday. And uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing ceremony feel lucky to have been there um there's some really cool performances the whole the whole wedding was really unique the way that they did it like it was kind of it was pretty small considering how many friends i know they both have like it's a total there were like maybe like 50 people there and uh it was cool because everyone from out of town got put in this really nice hotel called the mondrian and so i was meeting all kinds of new new friends there in the lobby and then you check in, which was at like three, and then they had a shuttle going from the Mondrian to the uh, the hotel where the wedding was actually at. And when you get there, um, they had to, we had to like wait in this sort of like banquet area. And it's funny because there's some other wedding happening there too, and so it looked like just this sort of community of vampires just took over the whole place, and. Uh, and they looked scared of us, and I'm glad. But um, it was really fun and really sweet, and everyone I met was really cool. And uh, a bunch of my friends from LA came that I met through Kat. Uh, everyone from her tattoo shop, High Voltage, was there, which was so awesome. Um, and uh, I met uh, this guy, Robert Harvey, who he sings in a band called The Music, which I love, I love the music. And so, and we hit it off and we hung out all night. It was really cool. Um, saw my friend Danny Loner there who I've done music with and I missed him a lot. I hadn't seen him in a long time. So he was there and I insta insta storyed him, uh, dropping his pants and falling on the ground. It was funny. So go look at it, go watch it. But, um, yeah, it's a great ceremony. And so once you, once they let everyone into, um, the sort of banquet area, they then led everybody down this crazy staircase that was like, it seemed like it was um, covered in like, I don't know, like swan feathers or something. Obviously they're not cause cats an animal activist and very vegan and things like that. But, and then on the wall there was like a huge, uh, cross made of like white orchids, 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 orchards, orchids, and then an inverted one beside it. It was huge and beautiful. And then you're led down the staircase and then uh, you had to sign the scroll with uh, with like a feather and ink, and I was worried about it because my handwriting's illegible. But I did it, got that done. Uh, saw the photographer Andrew Stewart there. He and I were both worried about it. I almost got ink all over his hand. Didn't crisis averted? And then you're led down the stairs even further, and then there was a room that was sort of like supposed to be like heaven, and so there was like. The, the floors and the walls were lined with white fur, like faux fur. And then there was a bar in there. And then there were these little alcoves. And in one of them was a magician doing cool tricks for people. And so I went up and he was doing this coin trick. And then uh, Rob Harvey was like, I know how he's doing it. That's a magnet. And it, the coins stick together and it's not real magic. I was worried the magician would hear it and it would lower his self-esteem. But I don't think he did. And then... Um, and then, uh, they're playing music in there and then we were in there for maybe like 40 minutes, just, just mingling about, hadn't seen Kat or Rafa yet. And then everyone was led into this banquet hall that was all red, like the, the ceilings and walls were red and everything was red and there was assigned seating and Kat had texted me that she put me with people she thought I should meet. And it was cool cause it was, yeah, it was me and Robert and then Isaac from Modest Mouse and then yeah, Danny from Nine Inch Nails was there. It was just so awesome. I just met so many really cool people and people I missed who I'm already friends with and stuff. And I just felt like I made a lot of new friends. So it was awesome. And then we were sitting in there and there, there was, it was like a six course vegan meal. 
and then oh man it was so beautiful they um the the lights kind of lowered and then the music changed to this sort of like reversed sounding classical music and then rafa came out and he he was wearing like a veil over his face and he stood in this sort of center of of where everyone was sitting and then Kat came out too and she had this really long veil and she came out with these two contortionists who were wearing these bodysuits that went right over their faces and they carried her veil uh, around all the candles and stuff and they did this this sort of thing where they were on this platform and they they read vows to each other and everybody cried um and it was really beautiful and then there are performances throughout the night the night too and there was like a video made for it that showed on these video screens it was the most elaborate wedding ceremony I've ever been to. I haven't been to very many weddings though, but this was easily like, you know, the most interesting and unique and uh, original one I've ever been to. It was really beautiful. And so that was what I did yesterday. And then I had all these plans because the Mondrian is right across the street from the comedy store, the coolest venue in the world. And so I got back to the hotel. I was very excited. Robert and I were going to head over there and then I fell asleep. I mean, how could I not? In my room was some James Franco children's movie. So that that's that's that. So now I'm out of here for another week. I'm um, doing a bunch of podcasts. Just did one with my friend Annie Hardy of the band Giant Drag, and she does solo music, and she has a podcast too. So we're doing a swap cast. And uh, yeah, man, it's fun. I'm having a good time out here doing some music and some podcasts and some comedy stuff. And uh, yeah, but anyway, this week, lovely Mace Galoni, comedian. He's very funny. Uh, I just produced his album. You're going to know his name if you don't already very soon because he's very funny. Um, So that's this week's. uh, Enjoy yourself. Make yourself comfortable. How about some hot cocoa? Got some hot cocoa on the stove for you. Orange Juice Jones reference. Get into it. Bye. Okay, rap rivalries. Why I had you here, <laughs> right? The the uh, the person everybody would expect. Uh, yeah, to hear about you know rap everything. I mean, yeah, you're super into rap battling personally yourself. <laughs> you you do that. Actually, have you ever done a roast battle? I have. Uh, I've done one where it's called uh, "Your Hood's a Joke," and it's what? Uh, yeah, it's this uh, this guy in Toronto runs a comedian named uh, Danish Anwar, and you represent your city. Okay. So I represented Hamilton okay. against Kitchener, and we did this Ooh. at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. That's actually great. It, I mean, it ended up being really fun, and he, mm-hmm. we, our battle like closed to the show, yeah. but because it was the scumbag battle. <laughs> but I didn't really real. I didn't even think because I'm from Hamilton. I love yeah. Hamilton, so I didn't yeah, even yeah. really think of it in that context. But oh, that's so mean. It was mean, but it was fun. Do your feelings get hurt? No, I, I, I mean. I've also done one regular roast show where people actually made like personal jokes against yeah. me, but it's never anything that I don't say about myself. Like right. it's, I think a lot of like 20 comics in a row just called me a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not a lesbian. <laughs> no, no, but that's the thing. I, I like, I, I, I don't care. I don't know what to get hurt. You know? What, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I guess it's pretty, it's pretty general and it's usually physically based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I, I. The thing that I will not do is mm-hmm. uh, the roast battles in Vancouver. Why? Uh, like I want to do one kind. You of. do? Yeah, you kinda. should. I feel like you would be good at it. I think you're I am so nice, so mean, and everybody, <laughs> everybody who talks to you thinks that they're your best friend. Right? I think, and, and everyone's so, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a sociopath. Did you know that? I don't have any friends. <laughs> Oh God! That makes this except weird. you, Mace. Uh, you know, I you're, believe it. Still, sad. that's sick. I'm, I'm on board. You're in my home right now. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I've you lured you here with the promise laptop. of. Yeah, I do. I've lured you that here you've with the murder. <laughs> yeah, that's my body count right there. Yeah, I like if we. <laughs> I, you're here because we're supposed to be editing your album, and then we yes. started talking about music, and I kept I kept being like, "Shut up, Mace! It should be on the podcast." <laughs> so I just forced you to do this. Well, it's very it's a weird subject for me to talk about because, and I just started to clarify because you'll hear me if you come out to a show, hear me working on this bit. But literally, just like last night, I started working on a bit about how uh, 
I'm unsure about the vibe I give off as a person because twice now, in the mm-hmm. last, literally in the last month, two different people have asked me this same question. What? Uh, so do you listen to music? Oh. Not even what music do you listen to? <laughs> like you You're more ask, of a science textbook kind of guy, yeah. correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aww. You just we picture you listening to uh, just like binary sounds maybe <laughs> or... I don't. I don't know what that. Where that question. But I do listen to some music. Yeah, well, I thought everyone did. Well, that's what you would assume. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't listen to music. I think the same way as everybody else does. Like, it's not something I can ever just like put on in the background. Or if okay. I'm driving with other people in the car, I almost always have the radio off. Like just in total silence. Just in total silence. But what? What listen, are you thinking about? When I'm just driving in silence. Yeah. Oh, man. Because uh, I've realized that that is a useful tool when I, because I walk everywhere. Yeah. Um, if I, because I listen to podcasts constantly. Yeah. So if I'm walking and I'll, I'll actually be like, okay, while I'm walking, I'm going to try and think about how I'm going to phrase these lyrics. Yeah. And it's really good because you're doing nothing else. Yeah. So I'm wondering what you think about when you're driving. Well, usually material. And okay. it's usually the same thing, walking or driving. Yeah. Uh, I think has this like psychological effect where you're moving. And yeah. so you're not as, um, <clears throat> you can't like, I, mean, I just feel like you don't get as stuck. Sophie said the same thing. She thinks yeah. like the act of like just repetitive steps, like your body has something else to do. And, and you're also kind of <clears throat> thinking just a little bit about where you're going and mm-hmm. your surroundings. Yeah. And you can kind of more zone out. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, do you ever take a cab just because you're so bored of walking? Uh, bored is interesting. <laughs> uh, tired and weak, <laughs> I would say. It's not like boredom. I Because I'll, I'll go, I'll be bored at my apartment laying down. Oh, you should for take hours. a cab. Yeah. <laughs> take a cab somewhere interesting. <laughs> just around the block yeah, a couple man. times yeah no uh i have not done that I, but i do take a lot of cabs just because i'm lazy do you think it's out of your diet yeah this is what we were talking about yeah it's hard to have any energy please, when you put no nutrients in your body please say what you said about mcdonald's right before we were recording oh well <laughs> I, this i really do believe is that I think eating McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King, whatever your fast food is, I think eating that stuff is self-love. Yeah. And working out is based very strongly in self-hatred because you have to hate yourself to be like, I need to shed most of this. Right, right. And uh, and so I think cycle, I know that there are health benefits mm-hmm. to it, but I think psychologically you're better off if you can live a life where you always think you deserve McDonald's. <laughs> A real shallow reward system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. You think that's shallow? I think it's very profound. No, you're right. Because we all die one day. Uh Why preserve? It's it's all. Amen. You know? I think you're onto something because so many people who live into their hundreds are avid smokers. Right? But you are so healthy, (laughs) except (laughs) McDonald's. You don't drink. Yeah. You had an. You don't even toy with the idea of edibles. Well, <laughs> uh oh. Okay, I have Both been of dabbling those. with meth. <laughs> meth edibles. No, but I found out someone who tried crack recently. And... I I've tried crack. No, I got forced into it when I was a teenager. Oh my god, I've never told this story. Well, this is such what? A, this is such an insane story. The, okay, I'm gonna tell you. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, this is a good story though. You can always interrupt with crack. <laughs> There's no story like I knew you were a fan. Um, okay, okay. Don't forget what you're saying because I want to hear it. But okay. I'll, okay, so when I was 16, okay, um, okay, I was such a bad student. I got in trouble so often yeah. that my mom sent me to live with my biological father, who I don't talk to anymore. Got a little sad there. I'm very sorry about that. It's not going to stay sad. It's going to get comical in a second. Okay, so. So my dad was just really strict on me, okay? Yeah. And he, like, he clearly didn't like me, <laughs> okay? Oh I'm sorry. Don't get sad. Don't get sad. This is fine. I'm okay with it. I've done lots of therapy. So he, on my 16th birthday, um, his uh, girlfriend at the time, who I think is his wife now, um, they, she had a daughter who was an escort, okay? I didn't know this at the time. Um, and she was like... 
uh, came by. She was not living with them, and yeah. she was like, "What are you doing for your birthday?" And I was like, uh, "Nothing." Like, you know, I'm I'm basically under house arrest for being such a yeah. uh, punk ass in school. <laughs> by the way, I wasn't a hoodlum. I wasn't wasn't a vandal. <laughs> I was a smart ass. Still am. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got bad grades. All I cared about was like playing music and like whatever. <laughs> so that's why I got kept getting in trouble. Okay. I was a class clown. Yeah. I don't know if you can picture it. So she's <laughs> like, what are you doing for your birthday? And I was like, N- uh, nothing. And she's like, come with me. You want to hang with me on your birthday? And I was like, okay. And I, I, and keep in mind, I was straight edge. So I didn't, I didn't drink or do any drugs. I was like pretty against it wow, at the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was weak. <laughs> I thought the people in my high school who did it were just like, like so such sheep you know yeah i basically i have have a i not currently yeah but i definitely have had periods like in high school yeah i thought the same thing yeah yeah totally so um so she's like yeah you're coming with me tonight we're gonna have fun we're gonna party and i was like "Uh oh but i did want to get out of my house arrest bracelet so i went with her (laughs) and we went to her um where she was living I didn't know anything about her, really, by the way. And so we go there. Yeah, because I think if you did, you would have known she was an escort. That's something you can pick up real quick from somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so we get there. And um, <laughs> and uh, by the way, I, it was my biological dad was like, she's an escort. That's, that's, so he did tell you. Yeah, yeah. Point. But I didn't even know what that meant, really. Okay. Like that, I just thought like, sound... what, does she get paid to go to uh, proms with people? That sounds pleasant. <laughs> so... It sounds regal. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I still don't really have a problem with it, but whatever. No. But, but um, so so we go to her house, and it is a crack house, <laughs> and it's like, uh, first of all, I don't know why this is a symptom of a crack house. I, I'm assuming that it is, but there are a lot of barbecue propane tanks in there. <laughs> What's that about? What is, What do you do with those? How Dr- do you make? Crack? I don't. I. <laughs> There is some sort of like process with like, like heating. Yeah, stuff you cook up or it something. up, but I but with a on the barbecue, <laughs> it's like and also you have some nice flank classic steaks. Southern crack, yeah, Louisiana style <laughs> crack, huh? Some Creole crack, and so um, and then there's like several Rottweilers, a lot of porn magazines, okay, <laughs> and Man, these that's very and good. just your classic um, Sons of Anarchy looking extras living there <laughs> bald guys right yeah. and then so we get there and uh one of her friends is like oh my god um says this here he's like she this other girl who's there is like guess what blah blah said about you guess what they did and then and then my you know sister type person was like what <laughs> kevy you stay here i'll be right back didn't come back for a day <laughs> i missed what i missed school and these guys were like smoking crack and they were basically like, they didn't threaten me, but I felt threatened enough what? that I was like, when they offered it to me, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you were there. At what point did you think she might not be coming back? Um, like how long? Four, into five in the morning. And it was... She got me did there. Did you have like, any updates? Were you like texting her? No, I did. Okay, didn't. so then what did the other people do? Did you just sit on the couch? Yeah, and, and they just wait it. They were just being weird dudes and like having like violent conversations and and uh, they were watching. Um, what were they watching? Uh, oh, of course, Scarface. It's like, <laughs> so, come on, guys, come on. How about Reservoir Dogs this time? Anything else? Very original. And so that's incredible. Yeah, dude. So that. And then, so, how? Wh- at what point did you smoke the crack? This would have been like nine or nine o'clock or something. How many hours into it? I don't. Re- couple hours. You got there. Okay. Couple hours. I just felt so fucking intimidated and scared and like, um, yeah. I didn't really, yeah. dude. I haven't really told anyone about that. Like, well, tell me about what it felt like. It felt so good. <laughs> And this podcast is sponsored yeah. by yeah. Crack Cocaine. Well, uh, I mean, let's face it. I had a quick diversion from straight edge culture for a nice crack night. So, wow. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, I, my stomach hurt right away. Um, and uh, it was so euphoric, but it didn't last very long. And then I just felt really guilty. Yeah. Like, um, 
like I was <laughs> I was brought up like Catholic and so one thing that I'm not religious anymore but one thing that stayed is guilt so yeah if I feel I just felt like I'd let everyone down you know what I mean and then yeah and then I didn't you it, let me down I'm sorry I didn't even know you yet <laughs> that's what that's the kind of gravity of, yeah, of your actions exactly so um so I didn't yeah and then she eventually came back didn't say sorry she was like hey hey like woke me up finger and finger on my shoulder let's get out of here come on and drop you off and then she dropped me off and then just i <laughs> you know what you know what's funny though is like my biological dad and her mom knew she did stuff like that and they were still mad at me all the time for being a that is class insane. robin williams well what uh that is the biggest like like uh difference between promise and delivery yeah like, oh you want to have some fun on your birthday <laughs> come with me hey you you said you wanted to have fun yeah, yeah, i didn't yeah. say what kind of yeah. fun <laughs> why don't you sit on this couch yeah with two scary i heads? thought you'd like that <laughs> for 24 <Happy> hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah and have you ever had any inkling of like maybe i'll try crack again no okay no, it's it was too good. Really? Yeah. So you think you would be sucked in? Um, I think that was good enough. Okay. Good enough for me. Uh, it, which is crazy because I'm such a I love ch- junk food so much. Yeah. But within reason, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Like as much as I talk about loving fast food. Yeah. Uh, I v- maybe once or twice a year eat KFC. Oh yeah, KFC is my crap. It's kind of the worst one, isn't it? It it's seems the worst like one. it seems like the most aggressively fuck you of yeah, all yeah, the fast yeah, food yeah, yeah, yeah. industry. Like <laughs> it really is. They really don't care about you. Yeah, if they didn't need, if they didn't need something to deep fry, chicken wouldn't even be. A part of it. <laughs> It'd just be crunchy grease, is what we can. Hey, if they just served the batter, people would buy it. <sighs> yeah, that is so true. Do you remember? Um, I seem to remember there was a clip. I think it was on that website, People of Walmart. Do you know about that site? Yes. And I think it was just a guy just walking around Walmart drinking the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's uh, that's about right. I, that's 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 the life I want to live one day. We were both talking about how we want to Oh, that's right. Get... This, is, this is actually apropos of what the story I just told is that a friend of mine in LA was telling me about this guy who was in his late sixties and he was in a punk band called yeah. 45 grave, uh, like in the eighties, um, when punk still existed. And he was saying he was in his late sixties now. And he's basically just saying like, yeah, I'm going to have a heroin addiction now. I've never done it, but I mean, what else am I going to do in my life? And it seems, seems like it's going to be good. But I, so when she told me that, uh, I said, I want to do the same thing with food. Yeah. When I'm in my late 60s, just give up. Well, and also I feel like those two things can go together. Oh, that's true. Like, why not do heroin and... I see too much throwing up, I think. Really? Yeah, because it's oh. it's, it's so it's so rough on your stomach. Like, it's it's pretty rare that you'd fee- see, like, a really obese um, person who does heroin a lot, I think. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. They are often very skinny, but I thought that was because they like just used all their money to buy drugs and didn't have food. Right. Um, do you, so it seems like, cause you don't drink, you don't do drugs or anything. No. It seems like your main vice would be just like junk food and stuff. You yeah. look sad about it. Do you, you heard the story I just told about what I did, right? Uh, well, I have my own <laughs> you story. You do not. Uh, I mean, it's not crack, but it's, it's similar. It's, uh, I was in, Prince George oh my God. last weekend and th- oh I mean that's God. already all right okay not a not a good start uh-huh. and uh Sophie and I uh-huh. were co-headlining uh the comedy club up there yeah and uh so it was four shows I love that you guys are doing a bunch of shows like that it's like Moshe and Natasha yeah it's uh, I'm pretty it's pretty nice that they're doing it on like a like a very visible popular level because then it is I mean people have been pretty like quick to book us yeah t- together which is, like good. we don't have to sell them on the concept or yeah, anything. yeah it's just like yeah that makes sense right so, but uh we were doing four shows 45 minutes each and on 
three of them, I was following her. Okay. So it's just a long show, and I was also That's sick. wise how you didn't say headlining over her. Very good. No, no, no. Just, like, because we were both co-headlining. Mm-hmm. Like, we we're, you know, it's just that that's the way I usually I just give her the pick of whatever she wants. Yeah. That's what I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, so, but I was also sick. And so I was, I was like, like it was sore on my throat. Oh. And so I had one hot toddy. Maze. I know. You look so ashamed of yourself. I, I felt you for so real awful. Okay. I have not had a drink in my whole life. And someone's like, this will really help. And I was like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. And it, it didn't help my throat. Oh, really? It just made me drunk. Oh, my God. How I was think. it? I don't know. I've never Everybody you... was saying I probably wasn't drunk, but I felt drunk. No, I could see you being drunk uh, from that because you have no tolerance. Zero tolerance. So... Man, so the the guilt of the situation <sighs> overwhelmed the potential drunkness. So you don't even know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, there definitely was a couple minutes before I realized where I just like, oh, I'm having way more fun at a bar than I've ever had. Oh, okay, you're just comfortable. I was. Com- that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I think that's why most people drink. Yeah, and that's what scares me. But I don't think I would like it because I was. I was. I mean, also this is. Crazy because literally, I was with Alex Sparling, Graham Clark, and Sophie Buttle. No, and they were all like, "I'll start you're not up. drunk. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's no chance that you're drunk. You're not drunk." And then I kept whispering to Sophie, "I fucking love these guys." Oh, <laughs> that's what I did. but you were but having I knew fun. That that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I've I've gotten drunk with two of the three of those people. Oh, uh, uh, I don't two know of the three. Not Graham Clark. No, definitely Graham Clark. Not Alex Sparling. Yeah, I, I know him the least, but I do like him. Oh, okay, I would have yeah. thought maybe at like uh, like eight and a half. I've gone there a couple times. No uh, doubt that it wasn't Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie <laughs> Didn't even and think I got, for a second. <laughs> Sophie and I got day obliterated yeah. once. Like when when she was talking to me about doing her album. Like this was like a, a year and a half yeah, ago yeah, or something. Yeah. And then it just quick. Like we were supposed to hang out. We we're actually supposed to go for coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember because her and I were talking yeah. that day, and then uh, yeah, I thought it was very funny. <laughs> that was like one of the funnest days of my life. Yeah, yeah. Now you get to live that all the time without oh, the drunk yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so friggin' cute. Yeah, but I do. There was. I mean, I know that it's not that much, and and also, like, I've always kind of maintained this illusion in my head that it's not about drinking like I don't I just don't care to do it that's but good that I'm not actively avoiding it but yeah when that happened the guilt I felt was definitely like no you like there is a part of my identity yeah. that I'm definitely like good for me that I don't drink even yeah. though I don't care that other people do you know it's not like a thing I'm actively Dude, judging you are preaching to the choir yeah because there's so many things I just don't participate in that everyone else cares about yeah and it, I was watching this documentary on Kobe Bryant the other day. He's a basketball player. And I'm <laughs> familiar with Kobe Bryant because of my fascination with Kendrick Lamar. Oh, and they did an go. interview together. Oh, they so did. I, I know about that. Okay, I need to see that. But Kobe Bryant basically in the documentary was like, see, what I did is I just decided to be uninterested in 99% of things that people care about. And I put that into basketball. And he's like, how could I lose if... All I care about is basketball. Wow. And I kind of feel like I have a similar thing, but not not so measured. But yeah. it's like, I really don't care about these things that everyone else super cares about. Yeah. But it, it's to a fault in a way because um, I, noticed, I noticed myself, I don't know if you, you noticed this because you're a comic and you're so funny and charismatic, but if you're talking to somebody and they're going through the the sort of like measured conversation people just tend to have i will definitely throw a wrench into it <laughs> just be just to make it not monotonous <laughs> for better and for worse you yeah, know what i yeah, mean yeah no that's a great I, I think that that is something that is uh like really useful and everybody appreciates even though it feels like you're not supposed to as <laughs> soon as anybody does they like it i wish i did that more but you do that because you mm. you work really hard i it seems like you handle stand up like a like a 9 to 5 thing cuz i think most people get into stand up like uh, i forget who i was watched another day and they were like i work 15 minutes a day and i still get stressed out about it <laughs> but i don't think you handle it that way i don't no. think you're a self-saboteur the way most artists are no i don't think so i i definitely like 
I let like I really enjoyed doing it, so I will and I and I don't drink or anything. And yeah. I've been lucky enough to never have a real job. Right. So like I want to always That's do amazing. the amount to maintain that. But mm. I will say right now and probably for the last year, I've been coasting off of hard work I did the first seven years of doing comedy. What do you mean? Like well, financially? No, not financially. I mean, that's why I've been coasting is because financially it's been luckily pretty good. Right. Like, but I used to write constantly, literally would wake up in the morning and sit at my notebook or like, and then with the 10 minutes I had brush my teeth for school. You are the Kobe Bryant of Hamilton comedy <laughs> scene. I knew it. Uh, I don't know. About that, but because uh, I know it was, and it was like it was mostly because nobody, like, uh, I, yeah, nobody was, nobody ever like Hamilton was great, and I love Hamilton. I love the my friends there and the comics there. Shout out Patrick Coppolino. Go on, Patrick Coppolino, Manola <laughs> Santanos. While we're doing shout outs, there we go. Uh, yeah, nobody was like paying attention to me. Like my friends were great; those guys were great. But it's yeah. not like I was anybody. I'm still not, but I have done enough things that like. Other comics will know me that I don't know or whatever just from, mm-hmm. you know, just on like Facebook and we're all, it's a small community. So mm-hmm. there was there was a point before like being an open micer was the most free and creatively because it was just I would just write constantly. Yeah. And I would have and this will get back to what we were talking about before we even started this podcast about my fascination with like Jay Cole and Kendrick Lamar because I had such high aspirations for what comedy could be. Yeah. That every day it's just like, well, let me. I'll just try to do that again. I'll try to write yeah. a bit that's smarter or more. And it was now like I flip back to it. And it's I have all those notebooks. I have this box full of them, and it's so embarrassing. But God bless you for doing it because you had to do that to get to where you're doing it now. Because now it's obvious what will and won't work in some regard because you've tried all that, dude. I've written a thousand shitty songs. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, that was an aggressive. How dare yes. you, Mace? <laughs> In my own home. You're like, I've heard a couple and you're right. <laughs> I and those are the ones you think are good. More. Yeah. No, you're, everything I've heard is amazing. But I, you have told me your process is just Thank write you. a bunch and yep. then only keep the best. Yeah. And I think that's what every good artist does. Like most comics do that. Most, you know, but I think that like there's still what I love about like those rappers is that they are they don't lose that ideal okay they still because and i don't know if it's a function of like music like there's this there's like two there and i listen i do not know much about music so correct this me is with great, whatever though. i'm saying but there is that level of like you can just listen to how it sounds as a sound yep. and enjoy that mm-hmm. and kind of separate the lyrics from it it kind of gives them it seems to give them this freedom to like always stick to whatever they philosophy they want to write about or whatever life story or yeah. they can be really stay true to it. And, and obviously not everyone does that. And I like, uh, like, I mean the, the beef that we were talking about was like J Cole versus Lil pump <laughs> yeah. and how Lil pump is just like saying absolutely nothing. Yeah. But I, I liked hearing the way J. Cole talks about rapping and and like actually having something to say with it. Yeah. Makes me kind of wish that I was more committed to that with comedy because, you know, you, you, you like I like Bill Hicks and I like I, I love Bill Hicks. I love George Carlin. I love Doug Stanhope. Mm-hmm. And those were all my fra- have always been my favorites. Right. And Chris Rock and Greg Giraldo, guys like that. Wow, but I think that there was a point at which I wrote every day with the idea in mind of like I could maybe yeah. I had nothing to say, but if I if I work on it and I can try to say whatever I have and then yeah. constantly do that, and I think that in the last year it's been very much like I've been doing a lot of debaters, which I love doing yeah, those. That's great, and but You're those are really funny on there. Thanks a lot, but it's just it's pure joke writing. Yeah, and I think that that's been bleeding over into my stand up. Great. Well. You don't think Not so? Great. Be- well, I love jokes. I like I, th- at the end of the day, I want whatever I do to be great jokes. Yeah. But I also feel like why not aim higher? It feels annoying, and comics hate to be preachy or hate any of that. But right. why not just pick something that you think is true? And mm-hmm. and also, a lot of guys do that and do it like re- like it's not like it has to be 
like this crazy political like or talking about religion or anything yeah. like that like the guys that I listed yeah. you know Ivan I love Ivan is mm-hmm. he's so joke based yeah but it's also true feelings that he has about yeah. the world. He makes such good observations. And he's so fucking angry about it. Yeah. About so one angry. minute oatmeal and stuff like that. Oh, man. And I love that. It's amazing. I, I love it because he's so silly, actually. And yeah. like, I've realized kind of all my favorites, regardless of what what they're talking about, at the end of the day, they're like kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even Patrice O'Neill would be like... It's he seems like he's so racial and he was so but he's actually like pretty silly also yeah. if you look at what the breakdown of what the punchline ends up being. Yeah. Um but I but I I think that's really ad- admirable that admirable admirable <laughs> that you would write like that. I think a lot of people wish they could have that kind of work ethic. And well, I also love that those are your influences. That's such a unique group of influences especially for this country. Yeah, well, definitely. I, I mean, but I think that. Hmm. I, I mean, I definitely like a lot of silly people too. Like Brian Regan is yeah. also amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like. I love. Uh, not that Patton Oswalt is silly, but he has like a he's lot of silly. He's like a perfect yeah. mix of like very silly, uh, c- yeah. like punchlines coming from a very real place. Like I think he's the ideal. Yeah. That I would like to work towards. Feeling now, kind you know? of Patton. That album is like. Really absurd, and it's very absurd, and he a little couldn't too absurd do it to now. Me. Yeah, it's like it, it's interesting. You know what I think about often? Like every year, more and more things get taken off the table that you can make jokes about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That album has a bunch of like jokes about like midgets. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he wouldn't do that now. No, and you know what I think is the next thing is um, homelessness. I have yeah. a feeling like it seems to be okay now, but I just notice we're like we're in Vancouver, and Vancouver's crowds are very sensitive yeah i notice when people even mention it on stage the crowd recoils you know yeah. <clears throat> you are so right about that so i could see that or maybe like a drug problems being taken off the table but i don't want that to be the case i think you should be able to make jokes about anything i like i feel like freedom of speech is kind of going away a little bit in the entertainment which to me is kind of sad yeah the the thing is, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, you get you have an interesting perspective because you get to see both sides of it. You see yeah. whatever's happening in music and right. comedy because you're kind of fully entrenched in both. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, on just the comedy side, yeah, I end up, and this is a little bit. I, I think like uh, like a lot of comics have a tendency to take the like the the uh, the devil's advocate angle. Yeah. And so because I'm surrounded by people being like, everybody's too PC and we can't say anything anymore, right. I am I often am like, good. <laughs> like, oh, yeah? Your comedy will get better. Oh, that's you, a good point. You know, and I, I don't actually feel that way. Like, I don't want things to be taken off the table. Yeah. But I, I also, on a higher level, I don't really see anything getting taken off the table. Okay. Because... You know, like Michael Che put out an amazing oh, special. Matters. He, matters. He talked oh, about such, the best that's, special of that year. Totally. And yeah. that's what I mean, where it's like, I want to. I, I, the reason I think I, I, I don't fully like all of the stuff that I've been mm-hmm. write new stuff that I've been writing, is mm-hmm. that it's like, it, like, I'm not really aiming for that. And I'm not ready to do that. He's a very smart and he's lived a life and he has these great ideas. But I think that's the stuff that, like, yeah. that's the kind of special that would be amazing to put out. You know what, though? Like, um, I think there's something to be said about comics who are just silly and aren't really saying anything. Because I like, oh, yeah. hand, like, I love TJ Miller and I love Harlan Williams and stuff. And Interesting. And they're not making any points, really. But yeah. it's just the essence of it. And I it's inspiring to me the absurdity like like tj miller described himself as basically like if this was medieval times he'd be a court jester (laughs) and i agree with that yeah yeah, yeah. i I like that but i also like you know i love Chappelle and i i love i like both yeah well the Chappelle specials are another good example of like Mm -hmm. nothing's really being taken off the table he said that and there was such a space for it because true. people were cautious of talking about anything and not that he's right about right everything. but i guess he received a lot of backlash but at the end of the day who cares it's, yeah it's not like it ruined his career not so at all you have a good point there actually and it expanded discussion because it made he said something so bluntly that was like well everybody was able to go okay well i don't have to agree with that fully but mm-hmm. so i kicked her in the pussy that's what yeah, you're talking. yeah exactly but uh <laughs> with the like harlan williams and uh tj miller mm-hmm. there is 
that is great to be able to just write jokes and yeah. to be able to be silly i think is great and i think there's still also merit to that beyond just entertainment because that any good joke is kind of making it fun right to share a perspective yeah to to make people go oh it's fun to look at the world in yeah. that kind of critical way yeah and so even that there's still like a lot of value to it and a lot of truth and a lot of <laughs> meaning beyond even if it is just kind of entertainment yeah. in comedy but i just like the i like the comics that have like thought about stuff that seems important to them and yeah. they're kind of arguing for it no that's good yeah i get i like i find that kind of sort of rage inspiring like yeah, yeah, like yeah. i like watching simon king yeah. go off like i get chills from his voice even yeah yeah you know and like i like he reminds me a lot of sort of like some of the guys you mentioned, like Hicks, and like he kind of reminds me of Dennis Leary a little bit. Just a sort of sort of stream of consciousness, sort of element of his delivery. Yeah, that it's it's like I like it for the same reason that I like like punk rock music. You know. Yeah, that's that's what it, there's like mm. a, a a passion to it. Yeah. <clears throat> I find that inspiring. It like makes me want to go home and work on stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the stuff that you hear and you you go. Oh, I can I can try to do. I'll t-, you know. Yeah. It, it, and having that kind of like far fetching or like that that big ambition. Yeah. Kind of I think drives you to produce more. Yeah. Whereas I think when you're kind of like like uh, which I feel like I've been stuck in a little bit of like uh oh like and it's also in Canada more profitable to just kind of be uh, like at like in a lane in a lane okay stay in a lane and yeah. I think that my lane has been kind of like like just kind of uh, like nerdy and and uh, uh, like uh, like easy to digest or just like I'm not offensive at all. and not that I want to change any of that because I think those are parts of who I am but uh-huh. it's been it's definitely been like I've just kind of been staying in oh I can write more at just that you know what you know what though um, I don't think your all all of your stuff is I actually think you have some pretty edgy stuff like you kind of slam religion yeah and I love that like Thanks, I love watching because I just recorded your record I like watching audiences think they know what kind of person you are, and then you go into your atheism <laughs> stuff, and then seeing them be like, "Oh, like they readjust." Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's challenging. Thanks, man. Well, that's that's I'm 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 actually I'm pretty excited about the album that we recorded uh, because I think it's a good mix of all that stuff. Like, yeah. Because not there's not like a part of it that isn't true with the like being nerdy or anything, but yeah. I and so I like the mix of it kind of building from right. Just like this, setting up the character and then kind of turning it just enough to show yeah. more of who, uh, like what I think about and stuff like that. I like that. I don't know. That That's also, it's just also a bunch of fart jokes in a row. So I don't, it, I, I'm probably making it <clears> sound You're just giving the people what they want, Mace. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rap, I just found your new favorite rapper, okay? Really? Do you know Ice JJ Fish? No, I've never heard of him. So far, I see him dancing on a rooftop. Okay, Karen V. Look how many views. Sixty-six million. Okay, so he must be good, right? Never. No. (laughs) No. You know, it's funny. I showed this to Graham Clark, and he had the exact same reaction you're having now. Just the word "no" twice. (laughs) I'm not kidding. This, there, there, but there's no. <laughs> what do you think about his dancing, though? <laughs> well, I obviously I like his dancing. It's on point. And it's better than I can do. But well, is this all? Does he have more songs? He has several songs. Are they all like this? Yeah. Is, he, is this a parody all or is this great? a joke? Uh, the answer is yes. Um, he's dead serious. Um, he's dead serious. No. Uh, he has. He's very. He's actually. He's the opposite of you. He's very Christian, actually. Really. So a lot of times his message is that. Um, he always has babes in his video. He always dances like that. He hasn't got his teeth fixed yet. Um, yeah. But you know what's funny is Tyler the Creator had him in a 
a music video. Like yeah. it's kinda like when Rebecca Black came out with the Friday song and then Katy Perry like put her in the video. Yeah. Like this guy's kind of attained that kind of status. Yeah. But sixty six million views on this video. And usually if it's like something that's ironic, it'll be mostly thumbs down. Seven hundred and five thousand thumbs up. That's pretty good. Okay, let's let me listen to one more minute because Knowing that he's serious, I want to try to find some merit in it. Well, <laughs> I, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend uh, finding this YouTube video. The I just saw my favorite part of this music video. Uh... She was texting. She received a text message, I assume, from him. Uh-huh. And so she replied to it. Right. And as she was typing, she was mouthing what she was typing. <laughs> well. So it's safe to say that this girl he's in love with is um, very mentally challenged. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. If you can't read without also mouthing the words, yeah. <laughs> you have a single-digit IQ. <laughs> you know? This is incredible. Yeah. So what do you think about Ice J.J. Fish? Uh, so I tried to find something uh, <laughs> something to give it credit for. And right. just like the back of his uh, Affliction shirt, right. it's, this song is unforgivable. <laughs> Roast battle. No, that's what it says. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Kendrick Lamar and Ice J.J. Fish, your favorite. Um, <laughs> I do. I will say I love his name because yeah. there's been Ice Cube. Ice, he's just like, what can I add on the end of Ice? I'm assuming there's also just an Ice J. Fish. <laughs> There'd be no other reason. Yeah, yeah. He it's really like, doubled uh, up on the J's. When you're like like signing up for like uh, like like uh, PlayStation. Connect. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like a gamer tag. Yeah, but yeah, the one yeah. you wanted is already taken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you got to put a bracket at the beginning of it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I want to show you this as well. Okay. This is this is rap- this another horrible one. Well, that's up to you. Uh, this is this guy's name is Prodigy. He was in a group called Mob Deep, and they could listen to the hook. High on drugs. <laughs> Watch how. But look at the video, man. I believe it. I'm pretty sure I've been to this apartment. Just every single apartment in Hamilton. Yeah. I like that he's watching the movie Hard Boiled. You know that movie? No. That's like an early 90s Chinese action movie. Yeah. And it's uh, it's so graphic. It's like really mean-spirited. It's like... It's like a weird Asian gangster movie. It's just like really harsh. That's such a deep cut for him to like. Yeah. But like, look what he's doing. He's just like, he's just like smoking. He has ammunition on his table and he just lit candles and he has skulls all around. Like, I kind of believe this. Candles in a pizza box, which yeah, I don't know if he knows how flammable. Right. But I also like that he keeps looking out the window. I feel like that's a real uh, believable person on drugs thing to add to this video, you know? Oh, I think everything about this video is genuine. <laughs> I agree. He's and dead plus, now also. Also, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But also he has to like look out the window for his like I assume the shipment right to come. Well, I think new he's candles. Look, <laughs> new candles cuz he burns so many at a yeah. time. Prodigy, you only need one at a time, <laughs> sir. Maybe you shouldn't have them next to your bullet casings <laughs> and your malt liquor. I love this song though. I like he it's it's interesting cuz he just became this sort of holy. Look at that bottle he's drinking out of ridiculous. This this album, I actually love this album. It was a mixtape um which means he wasn't not intending on selling it. And then it started doing so well that he like had it professionally mixed and put it out for real also. Really? It's just a really good album and like all the all the music in it is like 70s funk samples and stuff so it all kind of sounds like these kind of grooves it's pretty cool this this is obviously a ridiculous song yeah but 
are like it's actually not horrible rapping. No, it's good. He's actually a great rapper, I think. Because Mob Deep are legends, and then so what is he like? Like just kind of crazy? Yeah, I, I think this is all real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, is a sword? Is that a sword? Yeah. Oh no, it's a machete. Okay, well, the end of by the way, that candle had an anarchy symbol on it, which is interesting. But the end of this video is so weird, like. I, I saw this video, <laughs> a friend of mine showed it to me when I was in Japan, and it was like four in the morning, and uh, oh, he's, he's just hanging out with the devil now in the video, by the way. The first way. person, the first second person in the video, yeah, so yeah, far yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. been him. And the devil now. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to invite Which one is very other... clearly his friend in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his friend is the devil. <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I just want you to see the end of the video. It's so weird. He's just talking about making time to shoot you in the face. <laughs> Although we don't know if he has a gun or not. We've seen a knife and yeah. some bullets. Oh, here we go. Look at this part. Right? What? He's stabbing his couch, which is bleeding profusely. I know. It's it's disturbing to me. This video is disturbing because these this imagery oh. with these weird funk samples is like, okay, yeah. Why would it? Why would his couch be bleeding? Well, he's hallucinating. Oh, so is that all? It is just a crazy visual. I think he's the whole video. He's just really out of his mind on drugs, as he said in the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And so I think. Yeah, why am I reading into it? Why not just. <laughs> Mace is like, that's the first fake part of this video. <laughs> you had me until think, the couch I think he's stabbing to part. say something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is great. I, there is a video I wish I could show you. I'll show you after, but not on the not on the podcast. Oh, really? It's a. It's a... What, are you going to put on my music video and make fun of it? <laughs> Look at this shit. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of my favorite things to watch and show people, but really? uh, it's. It's like a, a, a friend's attempt at a thing. Oh, so, I know. I you're know. S- you're a nice boy. I can't believe this. I know, but you'll love it. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like the. I like that video. Like, um, in the in the '90s, hip hop was just so uncompromising. Yeah. That that was kind of stuff was like kind of common, you know. That's so. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. That's I think better for like. I mean, we that thing sticks around and we'll laugh at it. But I'm sure so much good came out of that. Yeah. Well, I I like that video. Like I, it's ridiculous and like we're kind of laughing at it. But I for real just think it's like an interesting. And then he died. It does sound good. It's like whoa. Like I think yeah. he was really living like that. You know. Well, yeah. It's crazy to see someone that is really genuinely. Like struggling with some kind of yeah. mental illness or drug addiction, for yeah. re- and then it, it's profitable for. It. It's weird that other people could be in their life yeah. in such a close way and go, mm-hmm. "No, let's keep this going." Like, yeah. Uh, one rapper I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. is uh, Aesop Rock. Okay, so there's Aesop Rock and there's Aesop Rocky. Yeah, Aesop Rock. Okay, so Aesop Rock. Uh, he was like a what's considered like a backpack rapper. Which means that's like the antithesis to somebody like Kanye. But Kanye likes that kind of stuff too, because he's like a music nerd. So so Kanye like let okay, let's not even say Kanye, let's say Jay Z. Jay Z's whole thing is he's a rich guy. Yeah. He's gonna talk about being rich. He's putting out music to become richer. Yeah. That's his whole thing, right? Yeah. I'm not hating on that i'm just saying that's what it is yeah asap asap rock is that opposite of that where yeah. he's he'll probably make some jokes about having no money like one yeah. of my favorite rappers is this guy bus driver and he his whole thing is he'll like sample like classical music and then he'll he has this he has this one lyric where he's like i'm not a millionaire i'm a penny air like <laughs> stuff like that like it, it, there's this thing he do, does on his first album which is called temporary forever i love it where he he freestyles at a drive-thru and he's like uh he's like i would uh i would like to have a what do you say he's like i would like to have a person burger because eating meat is worse than murder and then the person at the window's like uh wow (laughs) and he's like uh he's like he's like 
I'm a I'm a tall, lovely teddy bear. You don't know who I are. Like he, he goes into this whole whole poetic, awesome. interesting thing. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But every time they're like, I'm gonna get the manager. He's like, I'll have a sprite. And then he <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But Aesop Rock is kind of more on that spectrum of hip hop uh-huh. as opposed to the sort of like you know asap rocky thing you know it's funny though yeah, yeah. they interviewed each other asap rock and asap i rocky would love to see that each because other. i saw the video where they meet oh yeah yeah uh, that's what i'm talking about oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, yeah. like uh, brother ali yeah brought, yeah brought them in yeah, yeah. uh and i because i i love that because so the reason i ask about that is because i love asap rock oh cool and, and he is the person that i have the most amount of music wow. on my now but but the thing is is that it's a deep cut mace well this is what I mean where I don't I like it's not like I don't have it's not like I know so much about music and like I zoned in on him it's just Mm -hmm. when I was in high school someone happened to show me him and I was like oh I like this and it's always sounded good to me yeah and then I'll play it for other people and they're like this is awful like they oh really they think it sounds so bad and then I so that I started to like look at like Sophie can't stand it like we'll be in the car and we'll take turns like playing some music yeah and it's generally like she'll let me play it if I like yeah. if there's a song I really want to yeah. but generally it's like can we not listen to any really? like, play whatever you want but can it can it not be a it's rock? so funny because it's so sounds so good to me that I can't you imagine like it too of course okay yeah, yeah. I want to show you bus driver okay so yeah this guy's a big influence on me too um this is from that album uh Temporary Forever, which is the name of his album. Great. It's a great name. It's called Imaginary Places. I love this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Some of my moves I do on stage, I just ripped off of him. Really? Yeah, he's a big influence on me. That's awesome. Is he still making music? Yeah. You know what's funny? There was this reality show called Blind Date in the 90s. They just set up two people on a blind date and then interview them after. Oh, yeah. He was on it once. And he's like you. He doesn't drink or anything. Yeah. And so on the date, it went bad. And then the girl was... They interviewed her and they were like, would you go out with him again? And she was like, hell no. And then they interviewed him. They're like, would you go out with her? He's like, well, considering how self-loathing and low my self-esteem is, I probably would. <laughs> for, a, for a rapper to say that is so funny. That's incredible. Yeah. Also, what an incredible diss. Yeah. Because you're yeah. saying yes. Like, there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing you can say. It seems like there's yeah. nothing you'd say worse than hell no. I would yeah, never yeah. Take. But to say I would because I'm so self-loathing is like yeah, yeah, so because you know that it's true. Yeah, yeah. Hers is like trying to prove a point yeah, to yeah. some degree. And he's just like, that's the fact. Oh, this uh, is great. Listen to this. You'll like this line. Unless we missed it. Uh How good is that line? <laughs> That's amazing. There's just no future in it. That's uh, so funny. He's so good, man. He is. Yeah, he's. To answer your question, he's still doing music. Yeah. He actually went on the Champs, which is Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher's podcast oh, they had, cool. and it was such a good interview. That's that's uh, uh but this video is interesting because it looks yeah. like. How is it like really old? Because it's not bad. It's just, but it doesn't look like that good quality. No, he had no money. Yeah, yeah. So what is he? What at what level is he making music like? Um, he, you know, what's interesting about him is that he gets brought on the road by indie rock bands a lot. Oh, okay. yeah. And then I remember, I remember he came and performed at the Media Club once, and I went. Yeah. And he was selling burned CDRs of his album, and I bought one, and I opened it. It was like printer paper, and I looked at him, and he was like, yeah, I know. He was selling his own merch. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, that was only $5, I think. And he's like, yeah, amazing. yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. that seems so pure to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh man, I love this guy yeah. from the little bit that I know about him. <laughs> you should get into him. He's, yeah. And he has like 12 albums or something. Can you download them on iTunes? It's all, yeah, it's all there. 
it's it's he's an easy guy to find um he has like a really rabid fan base he did a song um a couple albums ago that cult was called party rap sucks i think you'll <laughs> like that one. Oh, that's great yeah yeah he's just uh he's interesting man and then live he's really good too and it's just uh what is yeah what is he because he raps really fast that's yeah what, does he stick to that oh like, yeah it, nice. he does that live mm-hmm. that's impressive that's what i want to like i like I would have to like in order to like fully enjoy this, I'd go like find the lyrics on mm. and then sit and yep. listen to it and read it and then read it silently. You know what listen. I love? It, I love that you're saying that because I just had my friend Louise Burns on. She's a singer. Um, she's a great musician. She's been doing it for a long time. And she on my podcast, she was saying she doesn't care about lyrics. And you're comic and you do care about lyrics. And how how could you not? Uh, okay, so here's what's here's what I've been thinking about lately a lot about music just because okay. I'm in writing mode right now yeah, yeah yeah I'm really deep in it and and I think about it and I'm kind of in between the both of you like there's lots of music that's my favorite that I yeah. don't think about the lyrical content okay it, my friend Zach he's in a band called the Zolas he was he's writing right now also and he was saying that he feels like our job when we're writing music is to deliver a feeling yeah, and I kind of agree with that. Yeah, you were telling me about that yeah. the last time we hung out. And yeah, I, and I, I get that, and I think that that's what's so cool about music is that you can yeah gets you can just yeah like like a, it's a it's a shortcut around yeah you know detour around the actual mm-hmm. details and get yep. just get to the bigger picture. Yeah, if the bigger picture is emotion, yeah, yeah. but I, like it's that's what the dichotomy of what you do and what I do is, is like you can be so literal that there's no, like it's possible. I'm mm-hmm. not saying this doesn't happen because people misinterpret jokes all the time. Yeah. yeah. But there's a, if you have a message, there's a very direct way to, cause you're, it's basically like public speaking in a way. Yeah. It's, but it's like in music, it can kind of be like, well, oh, you probably didn't mean that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. it's, it's interesting, but that's probably why you like rap so much. Yeah, because it's pretty direct. It's pretty like yeah, and it still can be like obviously they can use like imagery and it yeah. doesn't have to be specific. But a lot of times, like yeah, rap and comedy is both like yeah. Here is my point. Yeah. This is what I want you to know, and then and then everything else around it is convincing you to agree with it or yeah. to like it. Yeah, like it's an arg- it's a lecture. It. It's an argument. Yeah, like I, yeah, I like the, I like the argumentative side of it. Yeah, that's why you're on the debaters so often. <laughs> um, but but you appreciate like you like comedy and you like this like this is yeah. your favorite rapper clearly he has mm-hmm. things to say yeah so wh- why I, I like with the the what is your approach when you're writing a song how much of it do you like do you have a song where you had a message with it oh always it? okay so. um well not every time but like I you know how we were discussing mm-hmm. how I feel like there's a there's censorship going on. It's interesting because it's not legal censorship. It's just censorship from your peers. Yeah. And so I find that uninspiring in a way. But I also find it, like like my favorite comedian is, is Anthony Jeselnik. When I went to his show, um, I felt really comfortable there because I yeah. knew everyone there could take a joke. Yeah. And so I want to write a song about that. You know, interesting. A- about how... It's. I feel like I can't say what I want sometimes. You know, be, because you care. Not, yeah, yeah. Not, not because. Yeah. I think that's the problem. Is you yeah. only ever hear the side of the people that are yeah. like, like this is stupid that we yeah. can't say this. I want to say this. I don't care who yeah. gets hurt. So, so to answer your question, like I was thinking about that, and that's then great. I thank you. I started writing a song called Criminal, where it's yeah. like you made me feel like a criminal, because it's like how. <laughs> I'm being treated like that because you don't like what I am saying. Yeah. But can't I just say it and you don't have to agree with me? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's kind of, I kind of feel like you're not allowed to be offended now in a way. Yeah. Should like being offended is, is one thing, but it doesn't mean everyone has to change their behavior because yeah. it offends you. Like, you know, that's that was that interesting thing when there was that backlash on Opie and Anthony. Um, it, it was like, people were saying like well i don't want to ha- stumble onto their radio station and be offended it's like but you would have had to have gotten a subscription to that radio station and yeah. then it's just so much work to then be like well well it offends me so no one should be able to have this you know 
Well, yeah, and also, yeah, that's what's crazy. Is yeah. like things exist in the world that you yeah. don't like. You you if you're opening yourself up to a new experience, yeah. you're accepting that you don't know the parameters of that yeah. experience. So yeah. it's like yeah, like. I mean, I I was gonna make a metaphor to food, being like, oh please you do can't say that food shouldn't exist that you don't like to taste in case you happen to eat it. Yeah, and you yeah. Chose to put it in your mouth, but I actually no, I think it should only be food <laughs> I like. Should only be McDonald's, and we'd all be happy. Right, just so, just nuggies. So you know, I've talked myself into censorship on all levels. Listen, that's a great way to end this. I think <laughs> Mace loves censorship unless you like chicken McNuggets, which I hear you have a trophy made of. Uh, yes, it's made of Chicken McNuggets and Reese's Pieces. Reese's <laughs> Cups, sorry. Did wow. you eat it? Uh, I ate a lot of the Reese's Cups. I did not eat the the, the McNuggets. They were like, why? <laughs> and not, it's not even like I want them to be hot. Like McDonald's is rarely ever fresh. <laughs> but yeah. still, it's, I, it's, I don't know who handled it. It wasn't in its original container. That was the thing that bothered me the most. Right. You don't know who handled it. Probably yeah. Kyle Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mace. Thank that was you. an hour. We got to edit your album. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, let's, let's put this out as the album. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring Kevy. <laughs> All right. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Isn't he a delight? Just take him home and introduce him to whatever family m- members are there. They'll like him. That was, uh, I want to thank Mace Galoni. My next guest on my next week is the great Annie Hardy. So check it out. And uh, yeah, thanks for all the continued support on Wake Up. It's doing really well. It's charting on the edge, which is a huge radio station in Canada. Very exciting. Uh, It's currently number 27 on there uh, in the top 30. So very exciting. Thanks for the support, everybody. And uh, catch you next week. Bye.